Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. When you hear the term Spirit of Australia, your mind might turn to Qantas. But is the airline living up to the title it uses in its ads? Not according to Qantas pilots, baggage handlers and flight attendants, described a ruthless regime of cost-cutting and outsourcing. Today, reporter Stephen Long on his Four Corners investigation into concerns it could ultimately compromise safety for passengers. Stephen Long, we had a bit of a look at Qantas last week with our business editor, Ian Verinder, but one thing we didn't talk about is safety. Now, Qantas, it's always been known, hasn't it, as one of the safest airlines in the world. Sam, it's really staked its reputation on that safety record. You might recall in Rain Man, there's a reference to, you should fly Qantas, I'll only fly Qantas because they've never had a crash. In the jet age, they've never had a crash, they've never lost an aircraft hull, they've never had a fatality. That is so important to the brand. Mm. It's absolutely, absolutely vital. Mm, I think we were all pretty proud, weren't we, when we watched Rain Man and Dustin Hoffman told us that Qantas was the best airline to fly. Yes, yes. And you, you go back through history, we've got some archive in the story of of Robert Menzies opening their new headquarters in Sydney and saying, yeah, well, it may not be the largest international airline in the world, but in my humble opinion, it's the best. There may be others that are bigger, but in my humble opinion, there are none quite so good. Very much part of that national character and that reputation for safety has been a big part of it. Now, I'd like to stress that no one is saying that Qantas isn't a safe airline or that planes are about to fall out of the sky. Everybody acknowledges that that it has robust systems and and no one we spoke to was suggesting that there were systemic risks going on. But a lot of employees and former employees we spoke to had what I think you might call real concerns, niggling concerns, and there was Worry. I think that's the way you'd put it. Worry that a combination of factors could lead to mistakes. Mm, and what's leading to that worry? It's really multi, multi-dimensional, Sam. One aspect is that when you get situations like we've seen over the past few months where you don't just have delayed flights and cancelled flights and lost baggage, you have that happening multiple times a day and multiple weeks in a row and you've got a loss of experienced staff through redundancy, you've got outsourcing to staff who aren't so experienced and you've got morale issues in the workforce, that all those things can combine fatigue, overwork and lead to problems. You mentioned that jobs have been cut and outsourced. Give me some figures there. What have we seen? There were about 10,000 staff made redundant at Qantas, a third of the workforce in response to COVID, which was a crisis for aviation and they had to cut costs. They also made a critical decision during COVID, which they'd been mooting for at least 12 years, 
to outsource their ground staff, their ground services workers. So they outsource 1,700 jobs, anticipating savings of $100 million a year or more. Now, the problem is we can state after our research that strategy has backfired pretty spectacularly. Mm. Qantas outsourced to people who were having to rely on new recruits and the rule of thumb is it takes at least six months to hire, train and accredit someone to the minimum standards required by government and they just couldn't even do that. We also have heard that there have been a huge number of mistakes made and it's mm. it's gone close to things that would worry you. Okay, so take me to a practical example of a safety issue that may have arisen. So one instance that we were told about by an employee was outsourced ground handlers, inexperienced, loaded a plane incorrectly. What should have gone in the front of the plane in, in the cargo hold went in the back and vice versa. Now, that's really important because planes have to be loaded a certain way for the weight and balance. It's known as the trim of the plane. And this was only picked up just as the cargo doors were about to be closed. That seriously freaked out the person who told us about this. Mm, What did Qantas have to say about that? Qantas's argument was that the error being picked up, apparently, by a supervisor before the aircraft flew actually showed a safety management system that's working with multiple fail-safes to avoid those things actually becoming an incident or an an accident. But really, it's a glass-half-full, glass-half-empty position, isn't it? I mean, you can either say, great, the safety management system's picked it up, before an incident happened, or you can say that went far too close for comfort. It never should have got to that stage. Mm. We were hearing this from a lot of people. We interviewed a representative sample of of current employees on camera and disguised their identities. We've we've silhouetted them in the interviews and we've revoiced them. You know, we were hearing things are happening that I haven't seen in 30 years or 35 years with this airline. We were hearing that from pilots, from engineers. We're just ridiculously busy. People feel like they have to rush around and they aren't able to take the time that they used to be able to to make sure that they're double-checking and not making mistakes. So you wanted to protect their identity. Obviously, they were concerned that their jobs could be on the line if they spoke out publicly. Terrified. Terrified. Mm. You spoke to Tony Lucas... He was able to speak out because he's the president of the Australian and International Pilots Association. Yeah, that's right. Tony is a senior Qantas pilot. He's worked there for 27 years and he raised a number of concerns and we heard this from a lot of pilots. Qantas has adopted really, really hard-line strategies, essentially a divide-and-conquer approach To its pilots. pilots, One of the things that Qantas has done very successfully, because the law allows them to, is that they've acquired or set up subsidiary airline groups. And then what they do is they play one group of pilots off another group uh, and essentially threaten to uh, take the flying that a group of pilots is currently doing and give it to another group of pilots. What they did recently, she might have seen the stuff on the news about we're going to be able to fly to London... Mm 
or New York in, in one long hop. When they were negotiating deals for those new planes, they said to the Pilots Association, well, you have to make the business case for the investment in these planes. And if you can't, we'll have no alternative but to give that work to another employment company that would hire other pilots to do the do the job. But ultimately, they put a metaphorical gun to our head, and they did that. They did that with their short haul pilots as well. Mm. For pilots, job security is absolutely everything because they have to train to such a high level, but their skills aren't portable. So you can imagine if you were told sign up to this deal or the work will go elsewhere, how it might leave you feeling. When you mix a safety critical role with the threat of losing your job, then it really only ends one way. A mistake will be made, there will be an incident and there could be devastating consequences as a result. Mm, yeah, and we certainly don't want pilots stressed when they're flying. I mean, you mentioned before the baggage being loaded incorrectly. Now, that was picked up before the plane left. Any other examples of where things may have not gone quite as planned? If you go back a few years, there was an incident on a Jetstar flight. Mm. Now. Steve Pavinas, he's the head of the Licensed Aircraft Maintenance Engineers Association. They're affectionately known as the Lamies. Qantas doesn't like him much and they're often in industrial disputes. He took me through an aircraft hangar with some vintage aircraft. Come through and I'm going to show you some very old aircraft. Took me to see a tiger moth and gave me a demonstration about what can happen when people are fatigued and stressed. He took the oil cap off and loaded in some oil and wiped down the drips and then shut the cowling, and I said to him, well, what's happened? What's gone wrong? What's the problem? He'd forgotten to put the oil cap on. Now, that actually happened on a Jetstar plane, and it had to make an emergency landing. He was worried, and he wasn't the only one, that this is the sort of working environment that can lead to mistakes being made. Fatigue, distractions, all of these things combine and uh, can lead to problems on planes. Okay, so since the pandemic, Qantas has made redundant 10,000 staff, mm. about a third of the workforce, 1,700 uh, jobs have been outsourced. In the ground handling, yeah. Yeah, and you've now spoken to a number of Qantas staff. There is real concern that there's too much stress, there's too much fatigue, they're overworked, and the contractors lack experience. So that all sounds really concerning. Yeah. I mean, Qantas categorically denies this, that mm. people are overworked or that there is a problem. However, that's what we heard. Mm. I assume that you tried to talk to Alan Joyce, the head of Qantas, about this. We did. We spent a couple of months trying to secure an interview with Alan Joyce, who's the group chief executive. And in the end, that didn't happen because Mr. Joyce placed demands and conditions on any interview. And that was, Sam, that if we did an interview, it had to run either live or as if it was live mm. in one long, continuous slab, uncut, within the Four Corners program. And anyone who knows the format of Four Corners knows that that's not how we can do things. Um, but I did manage to catch up with him during their their annual financial results presentation when he spoke to the media and I asked some questions about what Qantas is doing. They weren't popular questions. Mr Joyce, is it fair to have people working side by side doing the same job on entirely different rates of pay or wearing the Qantas uniform? 
Stephen, I'd ask you to respect that we're here to talk about the results. Uh, someone pulled the microphone from my grip, a Qantas staffer, and not long after, a security guard escorted me from the building down at Qantas HQ at Mascot in Sydney. Mm, OK, so they really didn't like your questions. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think, Stephen, after so much bad publicity and this tension amongst workers, will the flying kangaroo ever really be able to rebuild the legacy of its past? I think that it may well bounce back. But, you know, there's another point of view is when you look at the way Qantas is treating customers and treating its own staff, this is not the spirit of Australia. The spirit of Australia is often seen as the spirit of a fair go. And I think there's real question marks over whether Qantas fits that spirit. Stephen Long is a reporter with Four Corners. You can watch his full episode on iView. Qantas says it requires fewer engineers than it did pre-COVID because requirements are lower with its 747 fleet retired and international capacity down. This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. You can find all our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.